If you were to ask me what I could live without, I would have to really start thinking carefully. I know, of course, my family could not live without my family. I could not live without my closest friends, and I would not want to live without the house of God every week being a part of my my week and 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 worship being at the forefront of everything that I do. But if I had to pick something besides those things, it would be music. I cannot imagine living my life without music. I just finished. Uh, my wife and I, Rachel, just finished doing the music for the Georgia Hyphen Retreat, and it was such an amazing time of worship. And I just can't imagine living life without it. Somebody once said that when words fail, music speaks. Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Today on the Noteworthy Podcast is a special interview with me and Rachel, and this was a artist series interview that we were asked to do for the Kingdom Minded Exchange Podcast. Um, Brother Tate Winters reached out to me and asked if we would be involved, and he was so kind to give me permission to also feature it on the Noteworthy Podcast. And for all of you that are listening, go over to the Kingdom Minded Exchange Podcast. They are doing an artist series right now uh, with some great artists. Uh, I know James Wilson is one of that those artists, Amanda Kenner. There's a lot of great artists that you're going to want to go check out and be a part of what they're doing over there. So make sure you go subscribe to that podcast. And um, they submitted these questions to us, and we enjoyed getting to answer them. And so I thought we would share it with you lovely listeners on the Noteworthy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Let's go. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing great today. Um, Thank you to everyone at the Kingdom Minded Exchange podcast. We are excited about this artist series. Looking forward to listening to all the other great artists involved in this podcast. Also want to say thank you to Tate Winners for reaching out to us and letting us be a part of this. My name is Nathan French, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Rachel. Hello. Um, We have been given a list of 10 questions here, and we are just going to kind of jump right in. Rachel, why don't you start us with question number one? Okay. Question number one is, what is your name, where are you from, and what do you do? It's a three-part question. Okay. So... I am Nathan, <laughs> and of course, Rachel's here. We already introduced ourselves. You might know us as Nathan and Rachel on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to music, um, if you've heard our music. But um, besides being recording artists, we actually live in the South Atlanta area in Georgia, and we serve in student ministry and music ministry at our church. Rachel also works um, a lot with our kids' choir and things of that nature. On a district level, 
I am the Section 5 Youth Director, and we're actually about to go into camp season now. So uh, I think our hyphen retreat starts next week, and we're going to be just jumping in uh, all in with this camp season coming up. So that's a little bit about us and what we do. Uh, we record in at Vanquish Studios in near Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And a few years ago, God blessed us with the opportunity um, to start recording our music. All right. So um, question number two. How many albums or songs have you written? Rachel, Mm. do you want to answer that one? Well, I can answer it a little bit, but I am not the one that has written these songs. I have had input and opinions and that sort of thing, but um, we've done... One album that is an EP with five songs and um, three, am I saying that right? Three? Mm-hmm. Three of those were originals. Right. No. Two, well, two of them are originals. Two of them, yeah. The Great one. and Mighty and In Your Presence mm-hmm. are originals that Nathan wrote years ago and he has been holding on to them. He has sang them occasionally at smaller acoustic events like a campus ministry setting or something along those lines. But uh, after the EP, we have recorded three more songs. It is done, My Dance, and When Glory Washes Glory, which is all original songs. And we've actually done something unique that uh, we do it because we, we love it. We're a little bit... Uh, nerdy in the music department. We love things like acoustic versions, and so two of our songs um, actually have multiple versions uh, where they have like a stripped-down kind of acoustic feel to them. All right, so question number three. How long have you been writing? Well, um, First of all, let me let me clarify something that is unique about Rachel and I's music ministry, uh, and that is we are a husband and wife duo, and so uh, almost everything that we do is a duet, and so it's written in a unique way, uh, and I absolutely love that. Um, but Rachel will tell you that she uh, is is not a lyricist; she doesn't sit down and write lyrics to songs. Um, usually, usually, um, God will give me some lyrics, uh, and a course or something of that nature. And, um, I'll start writing the lyrics. And then after that step is done, Rachel steps in, uh, and she is definitely a melodic writer. Um, she's not a lyricist, uh, which she may be one day. I truly believe that she probably will be a lyricist. (laughs) But at this point, um, for some reason, uh, God has used us in that way. I have personally been writing songs since I was um, uh, really almost as long as I can remember. I guess if you're going to get real technical, I was probably eight or nine years old. Yeah. But um, uh, it, it was all garbage, pretty much. But oh, I, I that's guess not true. I guess maybe maybe that's the first true. halfway decent song I was probably um, about fifteen or sixteen years old before I ever wrote a song that would possibly be worthy of reaching somebody's 
years. Oh, how old were you when you wrote the song for Calvary? You and John. Oh, goodness. Calvary Tabernacle, where you guys grew up in Indianapolis. Mm. And they sang it in a service. <laughs> yeah. So I it think, was worth mm, singing. But... I think I was 11 at that. We sang at IBC Music Fest. And that was kind of the That's joke. That's a big deal. Rachel and I uh, had the you know wonderful opportunity to be one of the guest artists at IBC Music Fest last year. And that was kind of the running joke that... It actually wasn't my first time. I had <laughs> I had debuted when I was like eleven years old, oh. but it was my my yeah. My father had written a book called Our God Is One. Uh, his name is Talmadge French. You you may have even read that book. It it became a pretty popular book, but um, you guys might want to think about that with your author series. We'll see if we can get you to hook up <laughs> with Brother Talmadge French on that. Um, but we wrote a song called Our God Is One. Sounded terrible, but it had a great message. All right. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, why don't you read number four? What inspired you to write music and how did you get started? You kind of tapped into that just a little bit. Yeah, I I won't dwell too long on that. But for me, it was just kind of built into my DNA. Uh, A lot of families are athletic. They're into sports or different activities. My family has just always been, uh, the French family has been very musical, and so we grew up with music, and when I was nine years old, I got my first guitar. Um, It was an electric guitar, but I actually learned how to play acoustic guitar on it, so for any of you guitarist out there you'll you'll know there's a there's a big difference in how you play an acoustic guitar and an electric guitar. I learned how to play acoustic on an electric, and that's how it started for me. And um, I just started just started writing. It just kind of became a part of who I was. Um, I can honestly say that I never thought anybody would hear those songs. Um, I never thought I would become a songwriter uh, that would write music or lyrics that churches would be singing across the country. I definitely never thought that would happen, so... God has been really good. All right. What is your favorite song you've written and why? This is question number five. Um, My favorite song that I have written is called My Dance. And uh, that that has been, that's just my personal favorite. There's a couple reasons for that. uh, But I think the main reason is because God gave it to me in an altar. Uh, and I was I was praying in the altar. Maybe you've heard the song. If you haven't heard it, you can go listen to it, go stream it, go buy it. Uh, it's called My Dance by Nathan and Rachel. And it says, um, you'll have my voice, you'll have my hands, you'll have my praise, you'll have my dance. And uh, the song was written in about 15 minutes, and God gave it mm-hmm. to me uh, in an altar call. And I was saying, Lord... How how could you use me? How how could I possibly do what you've called me to do? And God, uh, God spoke to me and said, "I want you to just dance, just worship me, and I'm going to take care of the rest." And so much took place when that song was written. Mm-hmm. We got to work with a live orchestra on that track, yeah. um, which was absolutely amazing. Our producer and and dear friend Joe Salamita helped us uh, really make that song the very best it could be. Rachel, why don't you tell them a little story about 
the music video. We actually made a music video for this song. Oh, yeah. So that was a new experience for oh, us. Tell them a yeah. little bit about uh, the process of when we decided to make a music video for my dance. Well, I'll back up just a little bit to when you wrote this song. But at that time, we were only about three weeks away from going into the studio anyway to record It Is Done, a song that you had written earlier that year, maybe a few months prior, Mm -hmm. probably August time-ish. And we had already had the studio time scheduled, and then that song was New Year's Eve, maybe three weeks before we went into the studio. And so, in a way... It felt like we were kind of scrambling to record that song, yeah. but you um, felt so passionately that you wanted to record that song. Yeah, I remember that. Um, at any cost. I mean, it was whatever we need to do when we're at the studio at that time, let's go ahead and record it. And it worked out. Everything just fell into place. I mean, the song was so meant to be... I mean playing it in our living room with around my family where they were in for the holidays. And I remember, you know, family just crying because you were just playing on that song. Like, Hey, listen to this song that the Lord gave me last week. And you just pulled out your guitar and just watching tears. And one of your, your brother Derek's Mm -hmm. friends were in town and she was a violinist, which was crazy. And so we started working on the violin and Oh yeah. It was just crazy. We had that opportunity It was nuts. And then a door opened quite randomly um, where we were connected with a studio, a local studio that... Called Story First Films. Yeah, Story First Films that did some recordings. Um, They actually did a... uh, um, What is it called? Spalding County... um, it was a thing, and my mind is going blank all of a sudden. It's like a uh, uh, appreciation of the police. They um, a lot Spalding of the police County officers police were doing officers. Um, like lip sync videos. Yeah, lip sync challenge. Yeah, that's what yeah. It was. That's and it. And, uh, and they brought this company in, and a friend of ours is kind of the one that headed everything up, and it was really cool. And anyway, we were connected to them through that, and that was. What, March? We had recorded it in January and in March. Yeah, because we, we, we released it in April. Recording that, and mm-hmm. that was a really cool opportunity. We recorded part of it at Arabia Mountain, uh, not far from where we live. Which, funny story behind that, <laughs> we had to get up at like 4 a.m., uh, to to start the shoot, you can actually go. I think we type actually in, got up earlier than that. Type in Nathan and Rachel my dance yeah. on YouTube. You can watch. It's real easy to watch. But there's this big scene where it's like this sun, sunrise, this sunrise yeah. coming over the mountain. It's my favorite part of the music right. video, and um, yeah, it, we had to get up insanely early. I'm pretty early. sure it was more like three because we had to be there at five. And we went and dropped off our son. Mm-hmm. So it was like 3 a.m. We got up. We had to be yeah. there at 5. And then going up the mountain. Uh, in the dark. <laughs> in the dark. Because it was, it was so early. We were exhausted by the time we, we were actually singing it. All of the equipment had to be carried up to the mountain. And the second part of the video was shot in a yoga studio, downtown Griffin, Georgia. And with no this air the scene with the, you know, the... 
the Edison light bulbs hanging down. It's this very the vintage kind of yeah. Chip and Joanna Gaines kind of vintage <laughs> feel. And um, there was no air conditioning, so between every take, we had they had right. to dab the sweat off yeah. of our faces. I was having to constantly spray my hair because it was falling from the humidity. Okay, so it wasn't March when we recorded it. It was summer. Oh, okay. I I'm wrong. Uh, it was it was more like July, August. I'll have to look it up exactly. I hate that I can't remember the exact yeah, date. I can't. But I remember, remember. now. I know we it recorded it in January, hot. but I don't remember. It was summer. Yeah. Summer heat up in that studio. And we went there late at night. So we were up like 3 o'clock in the morning recording at, um, at sunrise. And then we, after that was done, we were done probably by 11. And mm. then we went home. And then we had to be at that studio at like 9 o'clock that night. And we recorded it super late that night. So that was a huge ordeal, a big day. Uh, but it turned out really, um, really great and has circulated well. And we would love for you to keep circulating it. So go on YouTube and share it everywhere. Yeah, yeah and that, that's probably been our our highest, um, I guess, the, the farthest reach. Yeah. Um, because of the music video, it just reached a, a lot of people. I'm going to ask this next question because I want Rachel to answer this one. Um, question number six, what do you hope your listeners received out of your music? Hmm. Well, I, um, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I want people to receive encouragement out of our music and hope. And I want our listeners when they, when they hear our songs and they hear, the words or the music, I want them to feel peace. And I can say that I want that, but we've had testimonies where people have received just that. And that is what has made it all worth it to me because um, there was a cover of a song that we did called You Are My Hiding Place. Yeah. And there were people that were not familiar with that song. It's a song by Selah from a while back. I mean, I sang it when I was a kid. and Early 2000s um, it came out, originally. Yeah, yeah. Early. And so that was not an original song. That was a cover that that Nathan felt very uh, passionate about recording. He, he was the one that really, really wanted to do that cover. And, um, and I always loved that song. So I was excited about doing it. I didn't realize the impact it was going to make. Um, I thought that it would bring attention to the song, and I thought that was awesome because it's such a powerful song. But there were people that were going through some things, people that were very close to us that were battling um, very tragic situations in their lives and would come to us or call us, send us a message and say, I want you to know I've had this song on repeat and it's speaking to me it's giving me peace in this situation in very chaotic tragic situations that the lord was able to use that song to minister and that is what it's all about you know if if um if none of our songs ever you know take off and be you know are recorded by a big artist you know our original songs 
then what I want people to know about us is that when you walk with God and you trust Him, everything is going to be okay. Amen. Amen. What would you say? Yeah, well, that was a a great answer. I think that, um, you know, what we want them to receive is, is... the the presence of God, Uh, you know, when, when people listen, uh, our number one goal is that people would feel the the presence of God. Matter of fact, um, as a songwriter, I, I think my greatest weakness is writing fast, upbeat music because, and I love fast, upbeat music. Like, you know, yeah, I feel like Britney Scott and James Wilson and Court Chavis, they're, they're just pumping out this awesome, mm-hmm. incredible music where you just want to jump up and down for Jesus. And Rachel and I's songs tend to be, they can be uh, powerful, big, but they're still somewhat of a slow melody. And I think that's just because so often they're written uh, just seeking after the, the presence of God and, and wanting to depict it in a way mm-hmm. to where other people can feel the presence of God. All right. Uh, why don't you read question number seven? Which, by the way, these questions are were submitted to us. Thank you so much uh, uh, for you guys at Kingdom Minded Exchange for submitting these. We're kind of going on the fly with, uh, with these questions. Why don't you read number seven? This question is going to be very interesting for you to answer. Mm. In preparation to write, what do you do? <laughs> Okay, so this this is a kind of a joke between Rachel and I because I have a hilarious writing process, yes. and it the reason it came up is we we just came off the back end of the Battle Cry tour. Rachel and I were the local artist at the Atlanta stop of the Battle Cry tour with James Wilson. Brittany Scott and Court Javis. I, I think I saw that James Wilson is actually going to be one of the uh, the the guests on the artist series on this oh, program. Awesome. So you'll get to hear from him, and I'll let him tell his own stories. I won't tell them for him. But um, they had this Q and A for the VIP uh, ticket buyers, and and there was quite a few people. I think they sold out of VIP tickets. It was just a great tour. Um, you know, when they have the next one, you need to go buy tickets to the Battle Cry tour. But they asked all the artists what they're what they do uh, in preparation uh, to write, and they all had these very specific answers of how they write certain parts Methods. first. Yeah. And I remember completely standing there laughing at myself during that Q and A because I am so I am the most disorganized songwriter. <laughs> that you've ever heard in your life a lot of times it's it's weird for me like sometimes god will give me an entire song in one setting like great and mighty my dance in your presence and you have to type it immediately yeah like just i just the whole song great and mighty was written in 15 minutes my dance was written in 15 minutes in your presence was written in 15 minutes and then later my friend devin cunningham helped me uh you know, write out a bridge to that song. But overall, it was very quick, quick process. Um, Rachel will laugh at you because I'm, she'll laugh at me because I'm actually working on a song right now. And she'll keep catching me with my phone with the voice memos pulled up. 
and I'm just humming into my phone because I'm this melody is hitting me and I'm finally feeling this these words. And so imagine if you were the one writing Mission Impossible then in the voice memos it would be that's how Nathan's songs start out sometimes. Well let's just take um our our newest song, When Glory Washes Glory. There are literally audio files on my voice memo app right now going do 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 <laughs> which is what the piano does in the intro and it's it's kind of the hook that keeps happening over and over again that pulls you back in and that's just a really important part of songwriting i mean you have to do that and if if you are a musician and a lyricist you tend to do that um, people that write uh, lyrics and they might not be a musician I have found they usually have a different songwriting process. They're worried about the words. They're not as worried about what the music is doing. Whereas in, for me, uh, I always write the words uh, and the music. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of like working double time there on that. And then, um, so I guess to, to, to have a more practical and helpful answer though, uh, the process for us is that once the song is written, once I have the the bare bones of the song, meaning I know how I want to sing it, I know what I want the chorus to be, I know what I want the verse to be, and once I have structured it, um, I record it. Uh, I record it on my phone, I'll take a video, and for the recording process, um, we have a, quite a few just incredibly talented people that we work with connected through to us through Vanquish Studios and um, I always send it to Chris Hardy um, which you know he he works for Vanquish Studios he's become a good friend of ours and he he just always makes it better he adds his touch to it and we're usually yeah, working with a few people feels like God always gives him the same vision of oh, the song it's that unbelievable. He gives you yeah and, he just picks right or up or even it. gives him you know the the goal mm-hmm. of what you want it to sound like, even if maybe we can't. There's like, there's something here in this part of the song that I want. Right. Great and Mighty mm-hmm. was one of those songs because you knew you wanted it big. Right. And when I mean, we had only ever done that song really mm-hmm. yeah. on a guitar. Yeah. But when they sent us those tracks, we, we were blown yeah. away. Yeah. Our minds were absolutely blown because God gave them the vision of what y- what you saw you know saw yeah. it being i yeah. guess well great and mighty is our is our most popular song it's our most um requested song and i wrote it on an acoustic guitar and and then once chris got a hold of it he added the you know i wrote for you are great and mighty but he wrote the dun, 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 yeah. the piano riff in the back and so i guess my advice to songwriters is don't limit your song to to your own Ability. I think that's a question coming up. So oh, hold oh that okay. Thought. I'm going to hold on to Wait, that. Wait, I'll ask you the next one. What are the most important steps of the writing process? I think you hit on that a little bit too, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I mean, the most elaborate. important steps is before you send it off, before you decide, okay, I want to record this song, you need to know uh, what what's the message. That's the number yeah. one. That's the most important thing. What are you trying to say? If you're trying to say... 10 different things in one song 
that song is going to be ineffective. It's, it's not going to reach anybody because each song has to have a specific message. If you have a, another message you want to write about, then, then write a different song for that specific. Like, for instance, if I'm working on a song right now about evangelism, about reaching the world, um, which is very different than a song like My Dance, which is about, about praise and worship or great and mighty, which is about how awesome God is. Each song has to have a specific message. Um, the second step needs to be, um, what do you want the song to feel like? Do you want it to be fast, slow? Do you want it to be... A medium. Right. Do you want it to be laid back and prayerful? Or do you want it to be big and powerful? Rachel and I tend to cheat on this because we'll record a big, powerful version and then we'll record a laid-back, prayerful version of the same song. That's just something kind of unique that yeah. we do. And it works out great for mm-hmm. churches yeah. that like to play pre-service music. And sometimes churches like to have a more prayerful atmosphere with more laid-back songs. And so our acoustic versions tend to be used in that setting quite often, which I, that's how I would use it too. I'm super excited when I hear of churches that are using the acoustic versions uh, in pre-service prayer. And then the after service, they're, you know, they got the full swing songs. (laughs) I love that. I think that's so awesome. I think, I think after you've done that, I think you should always go back to your lyrics and, and, and don't get too locked in. You know, you might could improve that lyric you might could make that line a little more creative. Um, maybe, you know, uh, I think the hardest thing about songwriting is not sounding cheesy. A, I mean, it's, it sounds funny. It's a huge challenge to write something in an effective way that doesn't come across as as shallow or cheesy. Mm-hmm. And so just be willing to revisit your lyrics uh, and, and take the step forward from that process. Uh, if you're wanting to record... Um, those steps need to be taken before you ever go to a studio. All right, so just two more questions left. Number nine, if you could give inspiration to new writers, what would you say? That's a, that's a tough question, but it's a good question. And if you're a brand new songwriter, my number one piece of advice would be just keep writing. Just keep writing. Um, your your first song might not be your best song. You know, your second song might be worse. It might be better. Um, the the songs, you know, if you've listened to our music at all, um, I'm assuming you have at least a little bit if you're still listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you've heard, you know, the best versions of our songs that you've heard the end result, but you weren't there when the lyric wasn't working and that verse didn't work, so you threw that out, and then and then that chorus medley didn't fit, and so you you reworked that. Not everything is is going to be the best, but in order to yeah. f- to reach that song that's going to reach somebody, you've got to keep writing, and that means that uh, there there might be a few bad songs in the mix. But it's worth, you know, if nine out of ten songs you wrote is bad, it's worth it to get to that tenth song because the world needs that song. So yeah. just make sure that you keep writing. Don't give up. And then 
Uh, I, well, I would say too, and before you go on to the next question, I would say to not be afraid to reach out to other songwriters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People that you respect and that you trust and ask them for advice or, you know, for even just asking for prayer. I have someone on specifically on my mind and that's why I'm thinking about that because at Christmas time we spoke with someone who is actually going to record her song in June at Vanquish Studios and she brought this song to us and asked if we would listen to it and give us our opinion and she sat down at the piano and played this beautiful song that she wrote and she was really nervous about it didn't know what to do with it she just knew that God had given it to her and wasn't sure where to go from there and we I mean we were just blown away and said you need to record that as soon as possible you need to record it and uh because you know you may be a writer and not a singer or you know not an artist not someone that wants to really record the song but um you know you can reach out to somebody that you do want to record the song or you know just just don't be afraid i guess is what i'm trying to say is if you if god has given you a song and you feel that it is um it's very important it has an important message and that it is directly from god then don't hold on to that share it with the world share it with um, different people so that you can get it out there record it and put it on YouTube right or you know on Facebook and it will circulate but that's I just wanted to and throw usually my in there. you won't be the one that knows how great your song is that's true I mean fear hopefully I'm, and that's a good quality yeah, in is. you you know if I've never written a song and gone this is a great song <laughs> like I've never that done that humility you know it always took it always took somebody encouraging me to say, this is this is one you're going to want to put in the record books and, and people need to hear it. Um, the last question, will you keep writing in the future? I think the answer is absolutely yes. I, I want to tell you that, you know, I started writing at a very young age and now I write in a different way. I'm usually writing for me and for Rachel, and working out duets and things like that. But um, once you begin to write, and, and once God begins to use your songs, whenever that season starts for you, you the listener, whenever God starts that season for you, uh, it puts a fire inside of you, and, and you want to just keep doing it. I had a writing drought in my life that lasted for for about two years. I went two years without writing a song. And um, I don't I don't know why I went through that season, but when I came out of that season, <laughs> it was like God mm-hmm. just kept yeah. giving me new songs. And um, Rachel and I, uh, for the last three Januaries, have gone and recorded new music every single year. Unexpectedly. It's we always, didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, year to year it's, that we would do it's, that. It's always unexpected, and uh, it looks like it. <laughs> it looks like we might be looking at a fourth January in a row 
of actually going and uh, I'm, I'm talking about music that's not even done yet mm-hmm. it's not even the, the writing process isn't isn't even over yet but I already feel in my spirit that God wants to use these songs and so Rachel and I want to leave you with encouragement and 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 just tell you that it, we need apostolic songwriters we need you guys uh, and if you're listening today and and you're not a songwriter, I think you can still apply this to your life, that we we need you. We need God to use you. And God will put a song in your heart that he won't give me. And he'll give me a song that he hasn't given you. And so we need each other. We also need apostolic recording artists that will get out there and make the sacrifice. Uh, you know, recording is not a cheap process. It's not an easy process, and it's not a fast process, but it's an important one. And so, to all you songwriters out there, um, be encouraged. And we want to honor all the other artists in this series um, that that you're going to hear. Kudos to you guys. We feel honored uh, to, you know, be... Uh, gathered together on this podcast. Thank you so much to, or who are some of the artists here? We've got James Wilson. I love James Wilson. We've got the Galleons. We've got Draylon Young, my man Draylon, acoustic guitarist extraordinaire. Uh, Amanda Kenner, uh, Caesar. Well, I might be saying that wrong. Caesar Munoz. Uh, I might be saying that completely wrong. But guys, we're honored to be in your company. Keep writing keep making a difference. Thank you to our friends at the Kingdom Minded Exchange Podcast for submitting these questions. Thanks for letting us be a part.